Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the Pot Up Podcast. I am Matthew Passy. This week, I have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Ramona Rice. She is the Sports Gal Pal. She hosts a podcast with the very same name, which you can find at sportsgalpal.com, as well as Blog Talk Radio. She's on Twitter, at sportsgalpal, and she is a very cool podcaster. She's a really fascinating story about her foray into both sports and podcasting, and what she did to find her unique space in this medium. We talk about how we met, we talk about her history, her start in podcasting, and so much more. This is a really great listen, especially for you podcasters who are sitting on the fence about whether or not you want to jump in the game. This is the role model that you want to have. She is the person you want to listen to. So definitely make sure you stick around and check out Ramona Rice, the sports cowbell. Now, before we get into the chat here with Ramona, I do want to tell you there was some news that came out this week. Uh, This was broke on Monday, August 17th. It comes from Midroll. I know we've talked about them recently and probably a few times, maybe a few too many on the show, but it is a big piece of news. They are now launching Howl Premium. Now, Howl already exists. It's basically Howl was like the network of Earwolf and other Midroll podcasts, but now Howl is doing a premium feature. And now why this is important is, and it's also a little redundant because we just talked about Gimlet doing the same thing. They're basically coming up with a premium content network where they're going to charge users a fee of, you know, probably somewhere in like the $5 a month range to get special access to a whole host of their content. Now, you'll still be able to enjoy most of your shows with the new episodes and, you know, a small archive of what's going back and forth, but they're really now focused on on extra monetization plans that goes back and gives you all of that back archive. So you can, you know, like if you love Mark Maron and WTF, now instead of just the last 20, 30, 50, whatever, however many episodes you can get your hands on, now they're talking about 628 hours worth of WTF content for these premium members. Now, look, it's great news that these companies like Midroll and Gimlet and others feel that the market is secure enough that they can start charging folks for their content, that they think that they can actually get it. To me, ah, I, I, I do see this from a completely different angle. The one thing that sort of bothers me about this news and what I think is not helping the podcast world is we're still sort of fracturing everything. You know, if you want to listen to NPR stuff, you're over here. And if you want to listen to mid-roll stuff, you got to go over here. And if you want to be in, you know, fan of Gimlet stuff, you're over here. And NPR is not charging, but you know, like it's going to cost you $5 for Gimlet. It's going to cost you $5 for Howl Premium. It's it's soon. It's going to cost you $5 for other podcast networks. And I, I feel like instead of having all these different fractured, smaller networks, what we really need is just a better unified platform where everything comes together. Now, I know a lot of people think that they have that and they're building it and they're growing it and and that's all well and good. But, you know, I I just want to see 
something that's a little bit more inviting to new people to listen to podcasts. You know, this, I think, really favors the folks who are already passionate about that content. I, I just want to see another site. Uh, iTunes is all well and good. I got no, well, I have a lot of complaints. About that. But I'm not saying there's anything, you know, wrong that iTunes is that place right now, but iTunes is only Apple. And so we don't have that for Android and for Microsoft and for people on computers. And, you know, for folks who just aren't as savvy with this stuff, like we just sort of need that one unifying site, technology, platform, whatever it is where all podcasts really live so that, you know, everybody can easily get into enjoying this content and, you know, being able to listen at their convenience on whatever device, you know, whatever, wherever they are. That's my beef with it. That being said, if Hal wants to put me on, I'd probably say yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, we'll see. They're not asking me, so we're not worried right now. But it is good news. Again, as far as podcasting is concerned, if you're thinking about joining in, you know, really, this is a great time for it right now. People are making tons of moves, and they see a lot of potential here, and you should too. So go take a look. It's, uh, you know, the news is all over the place. Just do a quick search for how mid-roll, you know, plop it in on the news tab, and you'll find plenty of articles talking about it. So check that out. Great news. All right. Um, that's enough on the newsy side. Now, again, this is a fantastic interview. I think you're really going to like this. This is Ramona Rice, the sports gal pal, here on Pot Up Podcast. Enjoy. Very pleased to have this guest on the Pod Up Podcast. Her name is Ramona Rice. She is better known as the Sports Gal Pal, and she does a podcast, the Sports Gal Pal Podcast. You can check her out at sportsgalpal.com. She's on Twitter at sportsgalpal, and she's on Blog Talk Radio with her podcast, Sports Gal Pal. And they use the hashtag Gal Pal Nation, which is a fantastic hashtag, by the way. You, you have some excellent excellent marketing here Ramona oh thanks so much um, in my real life I'm actually a, a professional marketer so I would hope so oh okay good then, <laughs> then then yes oh maybe I can hire you to help me out then I uh, never know <laughs> so Ramona and I met we were both invited to join a podcast the unusual suspects it's sort of supposed to be like this around the horn kind of uh, show where you talk about the day's news and the host gives out points and at the time of the taping right now, our episode still hasn't aired. But right away, uh, Ramona did an awesome job. Uh, she was telling her story a little bit about how she got into podcasting. I was completely fascinated by it. I'm fascinated as well just by her her like love of sports and how that all came together. So very excited to bring on the Pot Up Podcast. And Ramona, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I'm going to preface this again. Disclaimer, we are recording this on Thursday, August 13th. So by the time you are hearing this, the results of the game will have been out there. But the first thing I have to ask her about is Geno Smith. I am a Jets fan. I have been a sad Jets fan my entire life. I was looking forward to the season. They were saying that Geno was making great strides, that his game was looking better. We added a lot of weapons. We've got a new coach, a new GM. I mean, it's just, there's just a lot of excitement. And then he gets punched in the face. Uh, he's out for six to ten weeks. Some people say it's a blessing. Uh, to me, uh, say what you will about Geno Smith. To me, I'm concerned about this team still not really having good dynamic. If player is getting punched in the face, you know what's going on in that locker room. So, as an outsider and as a as a sports aficionado and as a sports podcaster, 
What was your original take on when you heard the story? I laughed. Well, um, yeah. I'll be, I'll be really honest <laughs> with you. After you stopped crying from laughter, <laughs> I just it just seems like the Jets like like it's almost reminds me of and this is this is silly, but it's like the Cubs, you know, and their whole goat thing. I, I'm just like, what what football fan in the Jets universe? made the football spirit so mad it, it just seems like every time you guys get something good and something positive going someone has to mess it up and, and I'm going what do you mean that it's it's from not an on-field injury but something that happened in the locker room like what in the world's going on it just goes to show you that number one that I feel like Geno Smith was very immature getting drafted mm-hmm. he should have stayed one more year in my mm-hmm. personal opinion um, they never should have drafted him and and it comes from I think it's still a, a repercussion of Rex Ryan and we're going to see how what happens with the Bills um, that's going to be very interesting to watch the next couple of years to see what happens to that team but I think those are a lot of repercussions there's, there's a huge um, Hill, you guys have got to climb to get the right personnel in that office. It's it's going to be a long struggle. I'm so sorry. And and what a troll Rex Ryan is by picking up what's his face the day after he, the Jets cut him for sucker punching our quarterback. Yeah, that was just basically a low blow. It, that that's exactly what that was. But that's He's how Rex Ryan. Jerk. He is a jerk, but that's how he rolls. I mean, that that is exactly who Rex Ryan is. It did not surprise me. Um, I kind of I joked with my husband when I saw the tweet and uh, you know when the whole thing started happening. And I'm like, I guarantee you, Rex Ryan's gonna pick him up. He's like, no, he's a loser. You know, second didn't even start. Well, guess what? Rex Ryan did. Hey, picks him up. And for what? I mean, it's not like they needed him, so he might get cut. Still, who knows? Um, it's a mess. It is a mess. And honestly, I kind of blame ownership. They they just have. It feels like. It's a culture of mismanagement, poor contract choices. It just it is a mess, and I'm not sure where you start to to clean house and kind of go. Okay, I mean, I like the coach you guys have. I feel like that's a really good positive sign, but mm-hmm. maybe we're doing too much free reign in in the locker room. I, I don't know. These are you you forget they're grown men. It's not like a college you know, football team where you can go in and really discipline them. You know, these locker rooms, typically the coaching staff stays out of those locker rooms. They don't really go in that often and it's usually self-regulated and that's where you get into problems. I mean, look what happened to the Miami Dolphins several years ago um, with the whole bullying harassment thing. Um, You know, so I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. And it goes back to workplace issues in general that sometimes when management takes a step back, employees are going to run amok. And look what happened. Now you've got your number one offensive weapon isn't going to be there for right. 10 weeks. Uh, but Brian Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Fitzpatrick's a good quarterback, though. He's a good quality quarterback. So, you know, it's not like you have a crappy backup. He's not the best, but there's you could be in worse shape. And at least this oh. happened not in the middle of the season, but at the beginning where they could still do some adjustments. Agreed. And look, nobody ever thought that the Jets were going to make the playoffs this year anyway, but we did get a new GM, a new coach. Uh, He's brought in some new coaches as well. And so, look, these things are going to take time. Yes, we as Jets fans and, and any sports fan, any team fan gets their hopes up no matter what. But we all knew we weren't going to turn it around in a year. Hopefully, though, you know, this incident, on top of all the changes we made, will put us on the path to, you know, really putting together a good team. Uh, but you know we're still the Jets, so anything can happen. So you you are you have an amazing love and understanding of sports. Have you always been into sports, or 
from what I remember, it's sort of it was sort of a new thing for you. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. So in the area where I grew up and where I live, it's you know huge sports fans, but we don't have like one team, and that's because there's so much military and so much defensive contractors that are around. Mm-hmm. So everybody's everywhere. And I grew up in a household. My dad's a Giants fan, and then when they, my mom and dad divorced, she married a Redskins fan. I wound up being an Eagles fan. My sister's a Cowboys fan. So we have the entire NFC East covered in our wow. family. I know. Family gatherings must be horrible in the fall for you guys. No, no. Thanksgiving's awesome because, like, <laughs> like, like, this last Thanksgiving when the Eagles and Cowboys were playing, that was fantastic. I had a good time. Wasn't My wife's going to like you. She's an Eagles fan, too. See, a really intelligent woman. What can I say? <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. And so, you know, I, I was in marching band. So, I mean, I followed college. I, I followed football. And then I went to, the, you know, the University of Virginia. And they have a great sports tradition. So, you know, I liked watching my teams. But when I got together with my now husband, he liked watching every sport. Like, he willingly watches guys on ice with broomsticks, you know, rubbing it up and down for curling. I'm like. Oh, curling is a lot of fun. See, only men like curling. Well, if you that- ever try it, if you ever get a chance to do it, though, I, we did that a few years ago. It was It was so much fun. I couldn't believe how much we enjoyed it. No, it looks like fun. It's just to watch it, though, I'm like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like golf. It's like, really? You know, unless something major is happening, like a Jordan Spieth moment. It's like, no, I don't really want to watch. But I, I play golf, and I, but I don't like watching it. Yeah, it's just, it's just really boring yeah. to watch. And, you know, uh, and I've been actually to live tournaments. Now, those are fun to go oh, to. Any That's live different. sport is fun. Any live, pretty Yeah, no, every live sport is fun. Even my mom, like my mom, she decided, like, she went out to Vegas and somewhere else, and she took up, she went to go see NASCAR. And I was like, this is like the last person on earth you'd imagine at some sort of car racing event. She said it was one of the most fun things she's ever done in her life. So, I mean, really, any live sporting event, and, you know, some people might take offense to calling car racing a sport, whatever. Uh, but any live event like that is just fun, whether you like the sport or not. Yeah, exactly. So, and so what happened was is that my husband, I, I realized I was going to be a football widow. That's that's how I describe it, or sports <laughs> widow, where he wants to watch. I mean, he's willing to go to, like, high school games, like high school football. I'm like, Wow. So I, I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I need to learn more about sports. So what I did was I, you know, I knew some basics about football, but I was like, I really want to learn and dive in deep. So I actually went to the public library and checked out, I'm kind of embarrassed now to say it, Football for Dummies by Howie, Howie Long. Like he actually wrote one of those yellow books and I read it and I'm like, oh, so these are what all those rules mean. Okay. So I understood that better. And then I started playing fantasy football. And that's a great tip for anybody who wants to get more involved in any kind of sport is because when you do that, it forces you to watch teams that are not necessarily your team. So a lot of women particularly don't have a problem watching their team. It's when you force them to watch football for football's sake that we're like, ugh. So instead, I actually have players that I'm invested in that I want to succeed. And, and, and it became a deeper relationship. Well, then I started to pay more attention to you know other sports and um, sports media and what I noticed was is that my husband and I when we talked about it we had our best conversations and our marriage you know we we have season tickets to University of Virginia football um, every year our marriage is strongest in the fall because we're spending so much quality time together and that's what I noticed and I'm like hmm that's really interesting so um, I actually finished my college degree as an adult. And one of the things you have to do um, for the college program I went to at the University of Virginia was a capstone. And my capstone actually was all about college athletics and how secular universities, universities without any type of religious identity, will use college athletics as like a religious identity. And and that's why college athletics can kind of be out of place in the true perspective of what a university should be. So that's how you get to a situation like a Penn State where, and that's the most extreme example, but it's how you get to the point where you can have an institution that basically knows something horrible is going on 
but ignores it for the sake of football. And so why does that happen? So I, I did this whole paper on it and I loved it so much. And then once I graduated, I'm like, I still want to talk about this stuff. So I started a blog and like most bloggers, I gave it up because it just, it just takes a lot of time. And so I, I became a marketing person for a really large real estate company in my area. And they sent me to Las Vegas this April to learn about podcasting because we're thinking about adding podcasting as part of our content marketing strategy. I had never listened to a podcast. I didn't know about podcasts, but they're like, we want you to go. Fine. Free trip to Las Vegas. No problem. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm there hanging out with all these podcasters. I didn't know who like who Pat Flynn was, John Lee Dumas, like none of these like big names, the serial lady, you, I, I didn't know who any of these people were. Like not, I had no idea how big this was. And so I, I, you know, when you go to conferences, you kind of meet people. And so I started hanging out with this podcaster named Mark Asquith. He's from England and he has a podcast called Excellence Expected. So we're having dinner. And the funny thing is we were having dinner under the elbow of Pat Flynn and Jordan Harbinger. So that's really important. So, you know, those are two of the biggest podcast names in the world. I mean, let's be honest. And so um, it was funny. So they were right below us and Pat at one point goes, here, I'll throw some sushi at you. I mean, so that, that's about <laughs> as much. But while we were there, they were asking me, my Twitter handle was still Sports Gal Pal. And so it was myself, Mark, and then another podcaster, Matt, Matt Lovell, who, who we were having dinner with. And they were like, well, you should make that a podcast. Because I was explaining, like, I used to explain sports to women. And they're like, that should be a podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, throughout the conference, I kept asking people, well, do you think, do you think? And by the end of it, I was like, I can make this a podcast. So the last day of the podcast conference, I'm there and I'm talking with a couple and I am going on and on about, I was trying to see if there was any other women that were doing kind of sports podcasts. And there actually is another show um, that does it. And their first episode I was listening to and they taped it in March. And instead of talking about like March Madness and basketball, they were still talking about the Super Bowl. And I was really upset about that going, why, why are you missing the boat? You should be talking about Duke being overseeded and, and all kinds of other things. And I guess I was going on this rant and this dude just shows up next to me. Now in Las Vegas, when a man shows up next to a woman, it can mean so many things. Oh, yeah. So I'm already guarded. And so this guy comes up and he goes, I love your passion. I, I just think you're great. I have, my name's Jay Soderberg. I'm known as the pod Vader. And in my mind, I'm going, the what? The who? Uh, and, small world. Small and, and world. I, I had no idea. And so he was talking about Block Tech Radio and all the things that they could do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I leave to go to a session and I talked to Mark again. So Mark, my English guy, has really guided me through this. And he's like, no, you want to go with Jay Soderbergh. He used to be head of content for ESPN. I was like, what? Um, and so that's how it got started. And a month later, I had a podcast. Like, literally, that's how it got started. That's amazing. And I, I got to go back to something you talked about, how getting into fantasy football really helped you. When my wife and I first started dating, one of the best things that we ever did, and she agrees, I, I didn't force her to do this, like she sort of took this on the initiative on her own to want to do it, is I had her join a pick'em league that I was doing at work. So not too complicated, you know, you don't have to go crazy with the fantasy, but, you know, it just, it gave her a little bit more of a vested interest in watching football with me every Sunday. But that wasn't enough. Like once she got the bug, it wasn't enough. And so she was eager you know, she would help me with my fantasy league and like we would talk about football and I, I was getting my I had just gotten my own season tickets to the Jets. And so, you know, we, like the, the football passion was just growing between us. And so finally, when she realized that, you know, I, I'm in a league with a bunch of guys and, you know, we're nobody's leaving. You know, you know, we're not making room for anybody else. She took the initiative and realized that all of our wives and girlfriends at the time and she put together her own fantasy football league just for the ladies and it is still going strong and there's like there's a small waiting list of people who want to get in that league because the one you know they see how much fun that the girls are having and two they just realize that like you said 
it's something that as a couple you can do together and work on together. And like, you know, a lot, some of the women in the league, they know that they can turn to their husband or, or boyfriend, or I guess they're all husbands now, but you know, they can turn to them and like, this is something they can talk about and get help with. And, you know, they know they'll be engaged with. And it just, it's, it's, if you are dating someone who's not into football and they're thinking about it, start small, get them doing a pick them or get them doing, you know, even just one of those weekly fantasy leagues on God, I can't even think of the names of those websites right now, but you know, which ones I'm talking about just a little bit, just see if you can get that, that fire going in someone's belly. It, it's amazing. Amazing. What a difference it can make in the relationship. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, and I, I jokingly say our marriage is strongest in, in, um, the fall, that's because we were going to so many games together and we were spending so much time together watching football. Well, what happened was my favorite college, obviously the University of Virginia, got really good at basketball. And so I was uh. ravenously watching tons of basketball games and my husband's going, okay. So I'd come to him like on Saturday, I'm like, okay, honey, we can't do anything. We must stay home. I will make some chicken wings and um, we knew I'd watch all the basketball. And he's like, Oh, okay. So, you know, <laughs> and so, and then baseball has started happening. So it, it's now gotten to be, I think I watch more ESPN than he does. Oh, the, t- my wife is the, ex- well, she's also a huge Phillies fan. So like baseball has always been a big passion of hers. But if ESPN is on in our home, or especially if we're on the road, like in a hotel, 99 times out of 100, she's the one who's put on SportsCenter, not me. Yeah. So I want to go back to like, that's it, it's an amazing story how, you really took, you know, something that was foreign to you that you turned into a passion. And then all of a sudden somebody notices that passion and says you should do a podcast. So and somebody you... who knows about sports podcasting, too. I mean, that, oh, that's right. the thing ESPN. that blows my mind. I mean, because <laughs> Jay Soderberg is sports podcasting. And I didn't realize that at the time. Like, I mean, I, when I just I just came back from podcast movement and I, I, it was amazing to me meeting other people. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you get to work with Jay. Oh my God! And I'm like, really? He's that big? And he really is that big? It's crazy to me. Uh, and and yeah, I'm I, I'm actually scheduled to chat with Jay uh, in the coming days, and so uh, I I can't wait to bring this connection. That's a wonderful thing about podcasting. It's just it's a massive community, and yet it can still be so small. The connections are just it, it, they're right there. It's it's amazing. So when you first started doing the podcast itself, like take me through that. Like how did you actually feel about jumping on the mic? Because I mean. You sound extremely confident behind a microphone. You're clearly not timid about it. Did you feel that way at first when you started doing it? Or was there still a little bit of a a learning curve, a little bit of a, a hesitation that you had to overcome? Oh, I was scared to death. I was terrified. Um, there, there is no two words about it. Like my poor husband. And that's why when we, when we left Las Vegas, it was mid April. So it actually took about six weeks because we launched Sports Galpal June 1st and I had to line up like guests and it, it's all been a learning curve. It's, you know, I have to book guests. I, I had to learn how to edit and yeah, I knew how to edit like video. So I had a little bit of that background and understanding things like mic levels and, you know, where to place. Like I had, I was originally doing it outside of my bedroom and Jay Hurry, he goes, no, the town's too cavernous. So now I'm in my walk-in closet, which people laugh about. <laughs> um, but it's true. That's, that's where I, I set now, up. There's a lot of closet studios out there. Absolutely. Yeah. that That's where I go. And, you know, and just, it's just a learning curve um you know i loved what roman mar said um at podcast movement he said if you don't hate your first couple episodes you're doing it wrong and i'm like okay good because i hate my first couple episodes every week it gets better um 
but yeah, I was scared to death. I was scared that I wasn't going to get anybody to believe in coming on to the show, anybody of quality, because that's my big thing. Like, sure, I could have my friends come on, but who's going to listen to that? I really wanted people of substance that could, you know, teach my fans and really understand. And also, I kept thinking, like, is there a market for this kind of podcast? Because there's nothing like it out there, which is scary to be brand new and, you know, kind of like going, okay, we're going to talk about something t- completely different, which is the complete fan experience. So we don't really talk about stats and figures. It's more about again why are you a fan of this team why are you a fan of this sport and and why should other people be fans of it and and it's totally a different I think take on sports because no one talks about that you know on ESPN once in a while you hear like a Scott Van Pelt going on and on about his love of Maryland uh, you know where he went to school Right. And that's my favorite part is when they do that. I used to love watching Stuart Scott when, you know, after UNC would lose. I, I never forget this. It was UNC Duke game and they lost um, by like a point. I think it was Austin Rivers scored like a last minute, like three pointer or something. And they lost. Uh, and, and I remember Scott Van Pelt reaching over to touch, like hold Stuart Scott's hand. And those are the things I remember. And those are the memories that I, I take. So, you know, that's a fan experience. that, And it's something unique with sports where, you know, when your team loses, the entire group of you like feels it. It's agony. And when it, you win, it's the best elation. So there's nothing like that. But there was nowhere in any type of media space that was really talking about that. And that's what I thought was missing. I like that. I like the idea of talking more, not just the stats and the figures and the part that, you know, a lot of people will roll their eyes at, but talking about the experience, talking about you know, for me, sometimes I love the technology. Like, I love the fact that when I go to a Jets game now, I open my phone. I've got access to four cameras that are showing me the action on the field and a replay. And I love the fact that when, uh, you know, we're in between quarters or halftime, I can flip onto red zone and I can see what's going on in every other, you know, game across the league. It's, it's You're right. There's a, there's a massive culture around sports. And it's probably a lot easier to bring newbies into sports by talking about the culture and the fun and the camaraderie than, you know, rattling off numbers. It's like trying to get people interested in accounting. Exactly. So, you know... Sorry, accountants, by the way. No, but that's why, like, for example, (laughs) casual sports fans love Olympics because the, you know, media, well, NBC, because they're the only ones that are hosting Olympics right now, but they spend so much time on the stories behind the athletes and the stories behind wherever the Olympics are being held or the stories behind the sport itself and the history. And you get wrapped up into that so much so that you're like, oh, swimming only lasts like three minutes, but I'm going to sit and watch all this so I can see the three minutes. Um, There's a reason behind that. And, And even now... You know, other pro leagues are starting to see that, and there's and ESPN starting to see that. There's this new series by Hannah Storm called Face to Face, where she's going in deep and talking about personal stories of these af- professional athletes and coaches. And I think more people are wanting that. They want to know more that, that you know we're voracious. It's not just enough to see it on the field anymore. We want to see behind the scenes as well. Oh yeah, and that's why the Thirty for Thirty series has done so well, and why it became well more than thirty. You know, it's it just yeah. people want a good story now. I want to ask you about something and, and, you know, I I want to make it clear that I I don't I'm not talking to you because I think you're a female podcaster and I'm not you know trying to bring that up. But do you find that there is, you know, something, any hurdles or any extra pressure on you or anything like that as a woman who is podcasting? Do you do you really especially because you are gal pal nation, the sports gal pal, your focus is really on like, you know, women and culture and sports and things like that. So do you sort of feel like you you know that plays a big part in what you do or are you just a podcaster like the rest of us and you know you just roll with it i haven't really 
really thought about it too much. Um, you know, it's weird because I'm the one of the few girls in this boys club, which is sports podcasting. Um, it's I was worried that I wasn't going to be, you know, accepted by the guy podcasters. They've been my biggest fans and supporters. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many of the guy sports podcasters, particularly like um, Jordan Hall from Sports Bros Podcasts, um, Mikey Rupert from the Cooper and Rupert Podcast. I mean, they both sent me great emails when I first launched. Um, I had guys like Corey Finner from Ivy Envy come on my show. Um, Zach McCrite from the podcast about sports radio. I mean, I've had so many guy podcasters that are like, we love you Um, and you're sounding great and they just give me the best encouragement. Um, And most of my listeners right now are men, which I also find really interesting because it's supposed to be for women and I don't think the girls have discovered me yet. It's it's an odd thing, but, um, you know, I feel pressure just because me personally, I just want really good quality. I, I, you know, because again, this is an industry now that it's very easy to get into, but I don't feel like too many people get to that quality level. Like, you know, again, you hear Roman Mars and 99% invisible and you're just like, wow. Or that NPR sound. It's like, how do they do that? And, and I have to remind myself that, okay, they literally have months to work on one podcast and they have all these people doing it. And the people who are actually talking don't have to do any of the audio stuff. Whereas I'm having to do still a lot of the audio stuff and that's okay. But yeah, I, I don't think actually being a woman for me in this industry has been so helpful. So like when I was first launched, I was new and noteworthy in the sports section from the very beginning and stayed on there for two months straight. And a large part of that was because I was a girl. I I know that. I know that for a fact. And you know what? Is that fair to my other guy podcasters that are launching sports? Probably not, but I'm certainly going to use it. Um, So no, I don't really feel pressure as a woman per se. I think I feel pressure as just a new podcast just going. I just want my podcast to matter and I want it to affect people. And I want people when they, I I want people to walk away after they're done listening to my podcast and not feel like they wasted their time. See, this is something I want. I want everyone listening to Pada Podcast to hear this and, you know, maybe even go back and listen to that one more time that that answer from Ramona just now if you if you can hear the passion in her voice the dedication why she's doing it there's look it's very easy for people to get into podcasting now and a lot of people are doing it but the people who are succeeding at it are doing it with passion they're doing it about something they love they're not just doing it because somebody told them there's a chance that they could get rich doing it because 99 out of 100 of you aren't going to get rich doing this. But the ones who care, the ones who put the extra effort in, the ones who just, you know, they know where their passion lies and that's what they bring to it every day, they're the ones who are going to succeed. And you absolutely, I absolutely hear that 100% from you. And clearly a lot of others have as well. Yeah, it's it's been great. And the other thing I suggest, especially for new podcasters, is get a podcast community surrounding you. So I've got a couple. She Podcast is um, a women's only network. That's um, a good group too. Yeah, they're fantastic, and they are just my rally sisters, and none of them like sports. I, I can't tell. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they're there if I have questions and, and want to talk about different things that maybe women issues. Um, uh, Elsie and Jessica are fantastic. Um, but the other thing is, I you know, again, like I keep bringing up Mark, but Mark has been Mark has been my buddy. Jonathan Oaks from Trivial Warfare, which is a great new podcast, too. He just launched in um, February. But, you know, having you know, a core group of podcasters around you that support you. And like, you can email them at one o'clock in the morning going, 
what the hell have I done with myself and why am I doing this? And they're like, it's okay. We've been there. Just, just knowing that and hearing from so many people, like we hate our first episodes too. It's like, okay. Like hearing Roman Mars say my first episodes, I hate. And I'm like, okay, I feel better. I'm on the right track. So that, that's the other thing. So even if you don't get to go to like these big conferences, like we do that, there's tons of um, great Facebook groups on there and great people, you know, just supportive. And there's every once in a while, like um, just this past Saturday, there was kind of a troll guy on a message board and he actually complained about my sound and immediately I had people jumping into my defense. So, you know, I mean, no other industry I've ever been in is like this. It's so different. That's that's phenomenal. So let me ask you this. It's something I, I try and ask everybody who comes on Pod Up Podcast. Is there anything you'd like to see done, changed, created, invented, introduced into podcasting? that would make this whole experience easier or better in your mind? I think just, again, I see so many people like asking so many questions about which hosting to use, which this, which that. And we're starting to see, you know, so many times it's like, okay, I pick a hosting product and then I got to build a website and then I got to do that. Well, finally, they're starting to do um, cool things like in bundles. So like, for example, Blog Talk Radio, I get to record, I can they're very quickly adding editing in there. They already do a ton of marketing. They already have monetization. It's already wrapped up into one package. There's another group with Mark and John Lee Dumas podcast websites where it's, again, it's all one kind of thing. And I think you're going to start seeing that because a lot of podcasters who are newer are going, I don't want to go through four different steps to figure out which mixer, which this, which that. I just want a product where I can just plug in my my computer, plug in my microphone, and just start podcasting. I don't want to worry about this. You forgot to say go angle. in your closet. Go in your closet. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you must go in your tiny closet. I, well, my, yeah, no, it's not that big. Um, you know, go in your closet and, and record. And I think that's where it's moving. And it's funny, the old guard, as I like to call them, um, I don't think they're happy about it. But I think that's where it's going. And unless some of these other kind of big distribution companies figure it out, I think they're going to be left in the wayside. We've been chatting with Ramona Rice. She is the Sports Gal Pal. She does an amazing podcast. You can find it at sportsgalpal.com. She's on Twitter, at Sports Gal Pal. Her platform is Blog Talk Radio, which she has said great things about and is making me do some second thoughts about what I thought about BTR in the past. And I'm excited to speak with Pod Vader in the coming days about that platform and tell him all the great things that you have said. And She's just a a podcaster, an awesome, awesome podcaster who is clearly putting her heart, soul, and passion into this project and is doing a great job with it. Uh, We, I shouldn't say we, I wish you nothing but success on this. I don't really think you need it, though. It sounds like you're doing an amazing job and succeeding in every way, shape, or form. And so I'm going to encourage everybody listening from PodUp, if you're not already checking out the Sports Gal Pal, do yourself a favor. Go over to sportsgalpal.com. Take a listen. If you're looking to, you know, get your wife to stop, uh, you know, bugging you during the season, get her to listen as well. Let's get more women checking out the Sports Gal Pal. It's a phenomenal product. Ramona is a phenomenal podcaster, and I'm so happy that you're able to join me here on Pod Up. Thank you so much, Ramona. Oh my gosh, my head's going to get so big, I'm not going to be able to get out of the closet now. <laughs> I do sound like I'm sort of fawning over her at the end there. And maybe I am. Maybe there's a little bit of jealousy, too, and just how easily and how natural she is at podcasting. And that 
Uh, she's just so awesome at this. She really has a great story, an awesome personality. I mean, again, this is someone she knew nothing about podcasting and, and she essentially got discovered, you know, like she was walking around and somebody's like, you should do a podcast. Hey, you should do a podcast. And then, you know, the pod Vader, the ESPN, you know, former ESPN podcast guy was like, no, you should do a podcast. And now she is, and she's doing quite well. Her show is excellent. Her perspective is excellent. Her passion is admirable. She's doing something that's very unique. And so please do yourself a favor. Go ahead. Check out the Sports Gal Pal podcast. It's available at sportsgalpal.com and on blogtalkradio.com. I wish her nothing but the best, and I really look forward to having her on again in the future and working with her on other projects. I just think she is going to be a power to be reckoned with in podcasting. And so I I hope now I can call her a friend because I think she's just really cool. All right, before we sign off here, as a quick reminder and as usual, please make sure you're checking out the daily podcast that I'm a part of. It's The Hillary Barsky Show, H-I-L-A-R-I-E, Barsky, B-A-R-S-K-Y, The Hillary Barsky Show. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, most of the usual places. And of course, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Pod Up Podcast. Please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Pod Up Podcast. Subscribe to Pod Up Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or SoundCloud. And of course, you can go to PodUpPodcast.com. And if you want to get into podcasting, you recently launched a podcast, you're hearing this and thinking to yourself, Ah, now I want to get ready. I want to have you on the show. I really want to connect with people in this industry and tell their story so that other folks who are thinking about it have that inspiration, learn from our mistakes, you know, get that experience and wisdom that podcasters want to share. I mean, that's the one thing I think we have found on Pod Up Podcast in the beginning is that everybody in this community really is very friendly, very giving, and they want to share. And so if you want to share your story, please contact me and let me know. I would be more than happy to have you on here. I have a few feelers out to some folks. I think we're going to bring you some really exciting and inspirational podcasters in the near future. So hit me up through Twitter at Pada Podcast, or you can always go to my production website. It's mpassyproductions.com. M is a Matthew, P is a Peter, A-S-S-Y productions.com love to have you on pot up podcast as always thank you once again for listening please spread the word rate review tell me what you think if you're not happy with something let me know i i I will take constructive criticism well if you want to just be a troll like you know rex ryan that we talked about earlier that's fine too i you know you want to be a troll fine be a troll you're not gonna hurt my feelings but if you do have serious constructive criticism please i we I am very welcoming of it. And I do have some plans for this podcast to change and improve. And hopefully we're going to be bringing on a new feature very soon. So stick around and keep checking up the pot up podcast. Thank you again and pot up everybody. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.